changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today's inspiration and advice come from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Grieving, Loss, and Healing. These 101 inspirational, compassionate, and empowering stories will help you cope with loss, regain your strength, and find joy in life again. And they'll give you some great ideas for your own healing or an idea you can pass along to someone you know. Today's great advice from this book concerns how you can stay close to your loved one as you mourn by working on a joint project. Cappy Cohen did that, for example. She was helping the husband of her good friend who had passed away. He was going through his wife's bureau and closet to dispose of her clothing, and it was very tough. At one point, he said, why in the world was Kim saving all these old t-shirts? He set them aside for the donation pile. Cappy sat there stunned because she knew what she was seeing. Ten years earlier, Cappy had made a quilt from some of her son's t-shirts, a record of his early childhood in fabric. She'd included the onesie he had worn home from the hospital following his birth and also his little league and youth soccer shirts as well as the shirts collected on family trips to zoos, theme parks, and national parks. She had shown the t-shirt quilt to her friend Kim, and Kim had asked if Cappy would make one of those quilts for her daughter one day. Cappy had casually said, sure, just hold on to your daughter's t-shirts. And now she could see that Kim had done just that. So Cappy got to work, creating that t-shirt quilt for Kim's daughter, There weren't enough t-shirts to make a whole quilt, so Kim's husband got in on the action too, collecting shirts from additional places that had meaning for his daughter. A t-shirt from the fast food chain where she worked, one with the logo of her favorite Broadway show, the last one that she had worn in a photo with her mom, and so on. And they even put a photo of Kim and her daughter transferred onto fabric to put in the center of the quilt. Cappy says, I had always expected this quilt would be a fun, collaborative project that Kim and I would plan and enjoy together, even though her debilitating rheumatoid arthritis meant that I would do the sewing. Instead, it became a grieving quilt, every stitch and seam a tearful reminder of how much I missed my friend. Sometimes, while I sewed, I would talk to Kim in my head, wishing she could see what I was doing and hoping she would like it. Cappy presented the quilt to her friend's daughter after her high school graduation, confirming that this was a project that had been started by her mom. Patricia Rossi is another one of our writers who finished a project for a lost loved one. In her case, it was her mother, a fabulous artist, and Patricia had inherited her mother's love for art. Plus, she spent many hours over the years hanging out in her mother's art studio, watching her work and chatting. When her mother passed away, Patricia was completely devastated, and she couldn't bear the thought of stepping into her mother's art studio, instead keeping the door shut. But then Patricia had to find a legal document for her mother's estate, and she realized it might be in the studio. So she hesitantly turned the doorknob and went inside to find it exactly as her mother had left it. There were opened tubes of paint, a palette splashed in color, paintbrushes and basins, the smock on its designated hook, 
and her favorite teacup next to an open sketchbook. And also, there was her mother's very last work of art, a nearly completed painting on the easel. Patricia says, It was a majestic landscape with rolling hills, a cornflower blue sky accentuated with patches of white billowing clouds and a field of sunflowers. There was a single detail that needed completion. My mother had pencil drawn directly on the canvas an outline of a single butterfly in flight. I slowly approached the easel. I was overcome by an innate need to paint the butterfly and finish the landscape for my mother. So, Patricia joined her mother again in the art studio and finished that butterfly for her. And then she stepped back to admire her mother's painting and realized her mother was in those brushstrokes and colors and images. She felt close to her again. And she felt there was something so symbolic about the butterfly, which flew effortlessly and freely among all that beauty. Patricia says, Once more I began to weep, but this time my tears were tethered to a very different emotion, a strong feeling of comfort and solace. I became firmly convinced that my mother was beside me, always and everywhere. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Grieving, Loss, and Healing, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there, and you can check out the front and back covers and read more about it. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. If you'd like to try your hand at writing a Chicken Soup for the Soul story, we would love to see it. On our website, you'll find our story guidelines and a list of all the book topics we're working on. Just go to chickensoup.com and click on Submit Your Story. And please come back for our next episode to hear from former Congressman Rick Keller, a new Chicken Soup for the Soul contributor who has recently published three stories with us. We're going to talk about all of those stories, and also we're going to talk about the power of self-deprecating humor. Humor.